God, I just thank you for this day that we get to rejoice in. We thank you, Lord, that we get to stand and say we are victorious. In Jesus' name, we get to stand and say we love you, that we are closer to you than ever. We get to stand and say nothing's going to stop us now. We get to stand and declare the works of the Lord are great. He is mighty and worthy of all praise. We get to stand with you and receive your glory as being a part of you and a part of your family, the beloved of God. We get to stand and proudly and, and gratefully declare that you love us. We are your children, and you love us. You have redeemed us, every part of us, and you love us. We come against the assignment of the enemy against our lives. We cancel every assignment of hell that everything the enemies tried to do and hurt and bash and do all this stuff that we will stand and declare the miraculous power of God to save us and to defy the enemy. Dare to come against a child of God. In Jesus' mighty name, I ask for your... Your presence on each one of our minds to give us understanding of your word so that we can have revelation we didn't have before. So we can know you more and more and more. And you can redefine who we are. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, Lord, that we are only who you say we are. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. That was a good prayer. I like it when I pray good. <laughs> well, I started a new series today. Guess what this one's called? Prayer. <laughs> good try, Kat. Good try. Heaven invades earth. Did you read my notes? Heaven invades earth. Yes. We're... We're being invaded. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yes. Okay, I want to ask a question. Why do we go to church? Number one is to worship God. To worship God, to come before Him and worship Him and declare Him almighty and great. See, we're grateful. And when we, when we worship God, we partner with heaven. Because he is surrounded by worship in heaven all the time. So when we worship him, you don't even have to be in the house of God to worship him. And you're partner, literally partnering with heaven as you worship God. Number two, we come to bring our sacrifice or our offering. In the olden days, in the Jesus days, they brought uh, goats or birds or I don't know if they had chickens in the Middle East. But also another reason we go is to hear the word of the Lord. And I take that very, very extremely serious that I get to stand up here and be a mouth for Him and just declare what He tells me to say. You know, He he gets to make the increase of that word happen. He gets to define it to individually to our lives. But I get to partake with that. We all get to do that. We all can be a mouthpiece for him. We can all, you know, when you simply say, have a nice day, you're partaking with heaven. When you say, I love you, you're partaking. When you're saying, I believe in you, you're partaking with heaven. So three main reasons. We come to give worship, partner with worship. We come to bring our sacrifice and we come to hear the word of God. So what I wanted to talk to you today, what I felt like the Lord wanted me to say, is that heaven is invading the earth. It has been since Adam and Eve showed up. 
He sent them and he says, populate the earth, rule over it. He sent us, humans made in his image, to come and to live here and by partnering with him and heaven, we are invading the earth. What God is calling a recipe for invasion is found in Colossians 3, 1 through 3. It says, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, you set your sights on the reality of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about, here it is, think about the things of heaven, not the things of the earth. For you have died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Those are some of my favorite God words. Your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in your glory. You know, down here on the earth, it matters if you're popular, if you're rich, if you're well-loved, all these things. It matters for a short period of time. And it only matters to the people here on this earth. When you, in eternity, in the reality of heaven, the Bible says think on heaven, in the reality of heaven, our popularity down here on earth doesn't matter. Whether we're rich, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters here is if we're popular with God. Whether we're rich in God. This is temporal and let's say the 80 plus years you live, the, the 90, my grandma, my grandpa lived till he was 100. The 100 years you get to spend on this earth is nothing compared to the reality of you're going to spend eternity in heaven. So this life needs to be a seed that we sown to reap the realities of heaven for all eternity. All eternity. We can effect this earth with heaven right now. We can plant the seeds of heaven into this earth and invade this earth. The Holy Spirit himself is heaven. He's the presence of God. He's, 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 he is one, he's, a, he's a divine part of the Trinity. So many times we downgrade the Holy Spirit. We don't necessarily think, oh, is he as much God as God of the Father, God the Son? We, we deny him access to the church that, his, that, that God died to bring us. We deny him access. We deny him the right to come into our lives and transform us. But when Holy Spirit was sent to us, it was heaven being sent to us. And when we have Holy Spirit inside of us, we have heaven living inside of us. Think about it. You know, back in the Bible days, in the temple, you had the outer courts, and then you had the Holy of Holies. And there's more detail to that. But the Holy of Holies was restricted for the Holy Spirit. And the presence of God literally dwelled in there. And anyone that had access to that had to, had to live a good, pure life. They had to be called to that. That holy of holies was a precious thing. Well, we, the Bible says, Jesus died to make us the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we have in our spirits, it's the holy of holies, where the Holy Spirit dwells. Think about that. That blow your mind? The Holy Spirit, heaven, literally dwelling on the inside of us. And we can partner with Holy Spirit and we can say, Holy Spirit, invade the world through me. 
Take over the world. Take over the earth through me. We can partner with the Holy Spirit. In John 16, 5 through 15, it says, Now I am going away. Jesus said this. To the one who sent me, and not one of you is asking where I am going. Instead, you grieve because of what I told you. But in fact, it is best that I go away, because if I don't go away, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father. And you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. That's the Holy Spirit. He will not speak on His own, but will tell you what He has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever He receives from me. All that belong to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. So when you have Holy Spirit, you have direct access to the heart of God, to the presence of all heaven. That's how big this is. This is this is absolutely huge. And when the Holy Spirit invaded earth, it changed everything. Everything. On the moment, the morning when Pentecost happened, it changed everything. Yes. It turned the tables upside down. It transformed everything. And the enemy's fighting hard to make it go back to what it was, that dull, law, legalistic thing. But you know, the Holy Spirit, He's God. He's not going to be shut out. He's not going to be shut down. All He's looking for is a willing vessel who says, Yes, use me. Use me. Dwell in me. Dwell in me. Change the world through me. So the Holy Spirit invaded the earth. He came into the temple. Before that, He dwelled in the temple. This was a prophetic act. What the temple was... The Holy of Holy was is a prophetic act for what we are to the Holy Spirit. We are literally His temple. We get to host the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Is that mind-blowing? We get to operate. We get to, we get to let Him invade us just like He invaded the earth. So the Spirit lives in us. We are His Holy, holy of Holies. And heaven is imparting to us all that it has as it is in heaven so it is on earth through us amen as it is in heaven so it will be on earth through us so we get to we get to partner with that we get to embrace that in our spirit our soul and our mind we get to let the holy spirit just come in and take over you know when you're healed of something you're healed because the Holy Spirit came and invaded that area, took authority over that, and set it right. In Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, it says, Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. All your mind. So, when, when the Holy Spirit comes, He came to the temple, He came from heaven to the temple to me, and He came to invade, to make the impossible possible. He came to show us that though it were impossible with man, it is possible with God. So where does he do that? Right here in our mind. He is invading our mind. He's telling us the impossible is now possible. I'm transforming your mind to believe that the impossible is possible. So the impossible 
is suddenly now the reality of us walking out and making impossible possible on the earth. That's the invasion of the Holy Spirit. We're walking out the impossible here on this earth. We're, we get to see the reality of the impossible being right here in front of our eyes. What's impossible with man is absolutely possible with God. So it blows our mind when we think about the realities of heaven. Because he said, think about heaven. Don't think about earth. Think about the realities of heaven. So you have like the realities of heaven. Think about it for a minute. You, you know, in Ezekiel where it talks about the, the four, four beings, there were four beings and, and it had the face of a man, the face of an ox, the face of an eagle, the face of a lion. Four sets of wings, two that were outstretched, one that were behind, and little human hands sticking out. And instead of feet, they had wheels, wheel within a wheel, a big wheel, and then an inner wheel. And that's how they got anywhere they wanted to go. And to further blow our minds, they were completely covered in eyeballs. <laughs> They're covered. All over. The wheels are covered. They are covered with eyeballs. It's like he just threw a bunch of parts together and like, this is what he did. Okay, this is the reality of heaven. When we think about the realities of heaven, it will blow our minds. We cannot, there's nothing that limits him. There's absolutely nothing that limits him. He makes the impossible possible. He enjoys when people say, that's impossible. And then he's like, oh, you think so? There you go. Okay, I'm getting so excited. In Colossians 3, 1 through 3, again, I, I have it twice. I must have really liked this one. It says, think about the things of heaven, not of the things of the earth. For you have died to this life and its realities and the things that it holds fast. And he says, your life, your real life is found in God. So we have to think to ourselves, this right here is a no devil zone. This is a no fear zone. It's a no doubt zone. Because what, when we think about heaven, that's the direction we're going to go. When we think about the things of the earth, suddenly our minds are clouded and we have no belief in anything. We're not even sure God exists. Have you ever watched like a show or something? I remember years ago one time I was like so in love with God and I can't remember, but it was one of the sitcoms, you know, like 80s and 90s had their sick. I was watching some stupid sitcom and when I got done, I'm like, all of a sudden this thing hit me. I'm like, I'm not even sure God exists. I'm like, wait a minute. 30 minutes ago, <laughs> I was sure he existed and now I'm doubting his existence. That's because I was looking at what the world has to offer me. But God wants us to think on the realities of heaven and let that be our reality because it is real reality. So what we think about, that's what we're going to do. And when we think about heaven, we are going to be heaven on earth. What we do in the church, what we do in our lives, it all has to come down to what are we thinking about? What are we letting our mind dwell on? So we have a no doubt zone, no negativity zone. We live, we get to live in the glory. We get to live out heaven on earth. We need to let, we get to let God consume us. We get that. 
We need to set in His presence and His glory and just let Him soak us. And you know, here's what happens. When you are going after God, and you are, you are just like, yes, God, I believe you. I'm stepping out in faith. I want to I proceed with you. All these things come up in our lives. All these distractions. People getting mad about every, the way you breathe sometimes, you know. Just all these distractions come up. And, you know, it's really hard. It's like sometimes things really hurt. But we got to just keep our mind on heaven and proceed because there's nothing in this world that can compare to the glory of God. There's no, nothing we go through that will compare to that. That's what I want. That's what I, if I have to be on this earth, that is the way I want to live. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. So the cure for a fallen world is Colossians 3, 2. And that is to think about heaven. Make your reality heaven and not this earth. Not eat all the things they tell you to eat spiritually. And just corrupt your mind. Get you thinking about all this stupid stuff. Somebody's trying to steal your joy and steal your peace. Well, they're mad about this and they're mad about that. We're just living in a world that's us offended. We just got to say, I love you. Or like southern people say, bless your heart. <laughs> that works too. Unless you're like, it, unless you're dealing with another southern person who knows what that means. <laughs> you can say it to me. I'm from the north. <laughs> I really thought it meant they were blessing me. <laughs> Thanks. I was like, somebody wants to bless me? That's great. <laughs> then I learned. <laughs> so in Matthew 9.29, Jesus was healing the blind. And he said, then he touched their eyes and he said, because of your faith, it will happen. And the Message Bible says, become what you believe. Yes, I am a mountain-moving, tongue-talking Jesus freak sent from heaven to invade the earth with God's glory everywhere I go. People repent. Everywhere I go, miracles happen. Mountain-moving, overcoming. Yes, 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 I say yes to the realities of heaven. Do you say yes? I feel like a cheerleader. Go, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so what you think about, you will move towards. So if you want, guess what? Guess where healing and deliverance is? It's in our mind. If you worry about your sickness, what was that pain? You know, I had, I, I, I had a, an injury to my back. My sciatic was crushed. That's what they love to say, crushed. It sounds like, oh, that's really bad. <laughs> How do you overcome crushed? <laughs> it's not like bruised or, you know, hurt. <laughs> crushed. <laughs> and I had to go to physical. I had surgery. My, my leg was numb, like basically unusable. And had to go get surgery. And afterwards, I'm telling you, to revive that Mr. Crushed sciatica, that hurt. It was coming back to life. And it hurt. And Cole, at the time, he was like, I don't know, 12 or so. And ever since he was 10, he'd be praying for me. He'd heal me of headaches or anything like that. And Cole, he was just like so in love with God. He had such a faith. Oh, he just, he would just go after God. He's just Mr. Goer. No fear. Even as a baby, had no fear. He would jump off of a raft into a pool at nine months, not knowing how to swim. <laughs> he knew I'd catch him. <laughs> there ain't no fear in this guy whatsoever. So at 12, I said, pray for me, pray for me. And every day, because I homeschooled, every day I'd have to go for a walk and walk that leg and stretch it. And every day I'd say, Cole, pray. So he'd come pray. And he, Kaylee would help him. She'd say, no devil. 
Colt does God. That's what she's saying. That's her prayer. <laughs> and Colt, at 12, he's helping me walk again. And, we, and, and instead of focusing on, man, this hurts, I focus on, okay, I need help. I need Jesus. I need help. Well, look at me. I can run. Look at me. I'm not going to dance. I'm sorry. You won't have that that joy. Are you disappointed? (laughs) So the things that we think about, if you think about something enough, you will do it. Oh, isn't that? That's mind-blowing. If you think about something enough, just think about living till 102. Think about your family being so hot on fire for God. Think about doing miracles. Think about climbing mountains. Now here's the thing. What we think about, we'll do. So when, when we think bad about somebody, you want to talk about that. If you let your mind dwell on what you're offended, you want to talk about that. And it turns into gossip. It turns into sin. So if we think about gossip or sin, we'll do that. But if we think about victory or destiny, do you want a new thing? That's what we need to focus. We need to face forward, focus on, God, I'm on this journey with you. Show me the new thing you want to do. I'm, I'm, I'm partnering with you. I'm partnering with your Holy Spirit. I want to walk this thing out. I want restoration in my life. And every bit of it. Jesus didn't die just to save us. He came to restore us completely. To we walk completely in Him. Romans 12.2, it says, Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Another version, it says... By the renewing of your mind. No more fear. When I, when I, I, all I can tell you is what I have lived through myself. I remember being so afraid of everything. So super, super shy. And, I, and God called me to minister. I was terrified. I, would, I was terrified to leave the house. I was terrified to go on the plane. I was terrified to meet the new people at the new church. I was trying to act like I was not terrified. I was terrified to do meetings. I'd, I'd get sick to my stomach. I was just terrified all the time. Until I got good and sick and tired of being afraid of everything. And I said, God, take this. Transform my Mind and make me fearless. And yeah, there's times the enemy comes and he says, aren't you worried about that? And I said, you know what? Worry is just no fun. And I just want to enjoy life. So I'm just going to go do this thing and you worry about me, devil. Because I'm just going to open my mouth and God's just going to talk because that's just what he loves to do. So we are transformed by the invasion of heaven. Oh, I just get such joy when I say those words. Let's say them together. I am... Transformed Transformed. by the invasion of heaven. heaven. Yes! That's so awesome! If we don't transfer our minds and letting heaven invade our minds, we will stay stuck in our old ways, trying to do new things in our old way, in our old mindset. That's terrible. That's a recipe for trouble. If we let heaven download, 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 download. Just like, like the girl said, you come to worship God, you come to hear about God. That's what we do at church. It's just a Holy Spirit, heaven invasion, download right now, we're doing right now. We're transforming our minds by the renewing of the words of God saying, think about me. 
because I can't stop thinking about you. And I want to get in your head and show you what you really are. I want to transform your thinking to where you thought this about you and now you're thinking a whole new thing. And I'm taking the impossible out of your vocabulary and filling it with faith. Faith in Him, in God. So we don't want to get stuck. So we got to let heaven just blow our minds. Think about Ezekiel's creatures, her beings. Think about those beings. Study those beings. I'm just captivated by those beings. What other things you have up there that you didn't tell us about yet? What else? I've seen a lot of things of heaven, but I know it's just a microscopic bit of all that he has. So if we're stuck, we need to take our thoughts to heaven and take our thoughts to him, to the Holy Spirit. Just like he said, I will teach you all things. We need to take our thoughts to him. If we're stuck about something, take our thoughts to him. If somebody has accused you of something or they've spoken words over you, you need to take those thoughts to heaven, to the Father, to the Holy Spirit. You need to discuss that with him and hear what he has to say about you. Somebody says, you're no good. What do you say? Father God, what do you say? What's the truth? truth is I was made in his image and greater works than these shall I do I was made to be a temple to host the Holy Spirit that's the truth of who you are that's the truth of who you are so we need to take our doubts to him while I was working on this message yesterday I was hit with such doubt it was so obvious I was sitting there and I was like oh Oh, what was that? And I'm trying to work. I'm like, oh, I got this thought hovering over my head. Just doubt, discouraging doubt. I go in, I quit working on it. I lay on my bed. I talk to the Lord. And he says, I'm going to bless you. That's all I needed to hear. I went back. I, I continued to work. All I needed to hear was what he thought. That's all I needed. So in Matthew eleven twenty eight and 30, it says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. That's what I needed. His words gave me rest. The doubts had to go because I gave his words precedence over those doubts. He said, Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. He said this because at the time, the Jewish leaders, the Pharisees, were adding so many things to the law that were just unbearable. They put heavy burdens on the people. Jesus came and said, Hey, come to me. If you're worried, if you're weary from this, all of this condemnation and guilt, come to me. And I will give you my yoke, which is grace and mercy and redemption. So we have to ask ourselves, who is renting space in our minds? Who are we giving place to in our minds? Sometimes it's good to focus on that because you can do some eviction. Send some eviction notices out. Maybe something that was said when you were a kid. It, it likes to come up every now and then. Is that renting space? You know, I don't like these kind of renters. I'm not getting much out of this. I'm not getting money. And they need to go. And I'm going to bring some renters in that actually give me dividends. I'm getting something out of this. I'm bringing the Holy Ghost in to transform my letting heaven invade because I'm getting payback for that. 
When you're having a, a, a battle in your mind, who are you going to fight for? Are we going to fight for what man thinks or what God thinks? I think that's the number one battle that the church is fighting today, is caring too much about what people said. And in 1 Samuel 15, Saul is, and his army is at Gilgal, and they're waiting for Samuel to come, and they want him to do the sacrifice and the blessing before they enter battle. That was huge back then. They had to be blessed before they went into battle. So he waited seven days for Samuel to come, and Samuel didn't come. And Saul saw that men were leaving. He saw that the soldiers were leaving. So what he did was he decided to sacrifice to the Lord himself instead of waiting on Samuel. And when Samuel got there, he said, What did you do? And Saul replied, I saw my men scattering from me. And you didn't arrive when you said you would. And the Philistines are mic-mashed. They're ready for battle. So I felt compelled to offer a burnt offering before you came. And you know, Samuel, the word of the Lord came through Samuel, that that one act of putting fear of man over the fear of God lost him his whole kingdom. His sons did not inherit the throne. It went, that was the moment and that was the thing. That's how important it is that we trust God over men. When you see people, you see your soldiers leaving, You've got to turn to God and say, God, what's going on? He says, proceed, you go. You just go. You don't look to man, because men will lead you all over the place until you're just crazy. You can't possibly please everyone. And if you even tried, you'd, you'd find at the end of your life that you never really lived, because you were always living for somebody else. Our time on this earth is so precious. We only have one life. And how we spend this life will matter for eternity. So we got to ask ourselves, will we live for God or will we live for man? I'm not going to waste another year worrying about men. I'm not going to waste another moment of this time on earth worrying about what somebody thinks. I don't want to waste another year without letting heaven invade my life and possess it for the kingdom of God. I'm not going to waste another moment of my life following anything except for the glory of God on earth, the invasion of heaven. I am sick of playing church. I want to play glory. Can we play heaven on earth for a while? We played what you wanted for a while. Now it's our turn. So 1 Corinthians 6.19, it says, You do not realize that your body is a temple. It is a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit. We are a sanctuary. We are a sanctuary for the Holy Spirit, a safe place that He can come and will not be shut down. We need to let heaven consume us. We need to bathe in His presence. Not a, not a sprinkle bath and not a sponge bath, but we need to get doused. Let Him have all of us. A bath. You get all wet. It's not like, you know, back in the church, we get sprinkled. No, no, no. You, we're getting dunked and then scrubbed. We get doused. So when we're fighting, are we going to fight for heaven or for earth? On the day that heaven invades your mind, who are we going to fight for? Every day of our lives, we fight for either one or the other. We fight to increase heaven's invasion of our mind or for the enemy's possession, his thoughts and lies. 
We need to fight for heaven's invasion to overtake our heart and our soul, our life, our mouths, our ears, everything about us. Have you ever argued with God? You don't have to raise your hand because I'm pretty everybody has. I will raise my hand. I argued with God. It is so dumb. Do you ever really think of the stupidest things you've ever done in your life arguing with God? It's right up there. Heaven comes and it invades your mind. And it says, you have a friend that I don't want you to be friends with. Or you want to go somewhere. I don't want you to go there. And you say this really dumb thing. But... God, I have said that to God. And I'm like, but, but this person, but this guy. And you know what? I did that once with a friend years ago. It was a friend, and I knew, I knew it wasn't a totally right relationship. It was like not a beneficial one. But I thought I was helping her. At least that's the way I told myself. I don't know what it was. But one day the Lord confronted me, and he's like, I don't, I don't like this. And I said, but she's the only person that's there for me right now. This was years and years ago, and I was really lonely. It was kind of a, a setup. And she's the only person. That's what I said to him. How dumb. And you know what happened? That relationship blew up in my face, and God made sure it hurt. Because the next time he says, I'm not happy with a friend, you better just lay that person down because he'll make sure you want to run a million miles away from them eventually because he will make sure because he has worked too hard to transform your life to let some idiot come in and mess you up. He takes ownership of your heart and mind and soul and spirit very seriously. And he's not going to let somebody come in and devour your life and rob from you. So I count it good in God's will that disaster happened at that time because I was disobedient. He tried to show me the easy out. I didn't take it. That's my prerogative. I guess I have a free will. But then all hell came loose. It came against me. That's his prerogative. That's my Holy Father's prerogative. Okay. Oh, so when we're in heaven, it's not going to matter. All this stuff that we think matters so much down here. All these relationships we think we can't live without. All these, you know, iPhones and cars and every doodad out there we think we've got to have. You know, all this stuff, it isn't going to matter. The only thing that will matter is heaven invading our lives. Heaven transforming our minds. When you walked in that door... You transformed this place the minute you walked into it. And it's that way if you went into a bar, a hospital, a grocery store, the minute you walk in, it is transformed because you carry heaven with you. It doesn't matter if all hell is breaking loose around you. You have heaven living on the inside of you. So many times, I couldn't even tell you how many times. There was, I was on this airplane... And there were these two ladies screaming at the stewardess. And it, you could just feel it. it was tangible, just like, eh, in the atmosphere. And you know, it was a pretty small plane. And that presence of that icky spirit just filled that plane. And what I did is I just real quick, so I said, Holy Spirit, you are the spirit that will be the prevalent spirit in this plane now. The funniest thing happened. They quit fighting. They all turned and just... Walk back to their seats. Yay! Go, Holy Spirit. You know, you can, you know, family reunions. Have you ever walked into a family reunion and, and it's like, 
Oh, what did I just walk into? Holy Spirit's grieving. You say, no, Holy Spirit is the prevalent spirit in this place. Because you literally take heaven with you. I don't want to spend another year of my life worrying about the stuff that this earth has. I want to think about the things of heaven. I want to be transformed and consumed with the things of heaven. I want to be a living, breathing portal of heaven to touch earth. I want us to stand up and we're going to pray and we're going to dedicate these temples to being everything God wanted us to be from the first breath we breathed. So I want you to raise your hands to, to God right now and say, Father God, I don't want to waste another year worrying about this world. I want to be consumed and transformed and invaded by heaven. I ask you, Father, to invade my life with heaven. Transform me. Liberate me. And change me. And I commit to you, I will follow your will. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.